Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Brian Pillman Jr. This is Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. This is Cody Rhodes, and you're listening. You are listening to the Mouth of the South Shore radio show. Too sweet me for the love of God. And here we are, once again, Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show, coming at you from every angle on the interwebs. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spreaker. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll find us. I am, of course, the Mouth of the South Shore, Eric Cordova. Joining me on the other side, he is the crab. Indeed, I am, and if you want to get involved in and around all the action, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter, at M-O-T-S-S Radio. We're also on Facebook, at Facebook.com, Mouth of the South Shore. You can figure it out from there. And I think we're on Instagram, at M-O-T-S-S Radio. But because I'm such a social media aficionado, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, well, yesterday I learned that your other account, because, of course, we talk about this at the end of the show, The Crab runs BNK Radio, or Billy and the Crab, and I was on Twitter yesterday, and I made a joke about something that Vince Russo would come up with, something about how Leva Bates, who is the librarian over in AEW, if Vince Russo was running the company, she'd probably be like, oh, I don't know, some sort of debutante and she'd have a servant named master Bates because that's Russo. So I was like, crab, you should retweet it. This would be a good, you know, a good idea. And he's like, well, actually if I did, well, you want to tell the rest? <laughs> I didn't know this, but of, you know, of your guys followers, who, who's one of your followers again? Billy and the crab has an incredible social media following. He said sarcastically, if you want to follow him, <laughs> by the way, we changed our handle. It's at the BNK radio. We have cut the excess and it was a lot of excess, but now we are at BNK radio. And if you'd like to follow us there, you're more than welcome to. So please, uh, one Vince Russo is a follower and I'm assuming a fan of Billy and the crab. So if I, retweeted it he would see that i retweeted it and he already follows me i don't want to poke the bear you know I like this do. Already... well just because he doesn't follow this show if he followed this show i feel like it would be a little bit different i don't want to ruin what could potentially be a guest or better yet a potential fantasy sports league mate down the line i don't want to ruin that to me well, is he a big fantasy guy? Like, is that how you guys came across him? I actually have no idea, but is he a big fantasy guy? Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I was going through who follows us because uh, why not? Every now and again, you need to know exactly what your audience is, your listener base is. And there aren't a lot of them on Twitter. We have a much bigger following everywhere else. And... I was scrolling and I said, wait a minute, I follow Vince Russo because, of course, you follow Vince Russo. But then I saw the words following you back underneath the handle. And I was confused. Maybe he saw we followed him and he followed us back. But either way, it's sort of cool to have somebody like that. We also had a while ago, but I think it was a hacked account. It was a verified Steven Jackson account. Do you remember Steven Jackson, the running back for the then St. Louis Rams? 
and of the, the uh, New York Jetropolitans. Of course, yeah, he was about six foot three, like one of the tallest running backs ever, right? We had a follow from him for a while. So there, there have been people who have come and gone in the lore of Billy and the Crab's social media ship. Very limited interaction, of course, but you know, just to get the follow, and then you pray for a wheat, a wheat tweet, a retweet, and <laughs> you okay there, you buddy? Know, no, take a shot every time <laughs> I mess up. You're you're going to be drinking quite a bit, but no, it's um, it was really cool to see that, and I'm not going to retweet anything that would poke the bear. So, I. Much like Demi Lovato, I'm sorry, but not sorry. Ah, look at you with the pop culture references. I'm incredibly tuned to, in tune with not. I'm not in tune with my brain to my mouth, but I am in tune with pop culture. I have uh-huh. my finger on the pulse, and especially because that song is like two years old now, so I definitely have my finger on the pulse of two-year-old pop songs. Well, have you heard the new Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande? Are you up on that? I know, I know, I know they have a song out. I haven't listened to it, but I do have early access to the entire Lady Gaga album, so I will listen to that later on this evening, and I'm sure I'll come across it in my listen. You know, it's it's not bad. I'll 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 say that it's not bad. You know, not. Uh, I don't think I'm the demographic that they're going after for it, but with that said, it's not bad. Okay. So, but then again, Lady Gaga has performed with Metallica, so kudos there. I will never say anything bad about Lady Gaga. You won't, you won't make me do it. She is one of the smartest women. Screw that. One of the smartest people. In all of show business. She, she knows how to market herself well. She's incredibly talented. She has the drive. There was a Facebook group when she was in high school, and it was called Stephanie, I don't know her last name, You Will Never Be Famous. And imagine some, well, people say that to you all the time. You just don't have the drive or the determination to get there. But Lady Gaga did. And if that's not a raise you up kind of story, I don't know what is. So I might not like everything Lady Gaga puts out, but you will never hear me say a bad word about Lady Gaga. It's impossible to. No, she's had a tremendous career. And uh, I'm going to use that as a a transition into another tremendous career that might be coming to an end. Let's start start our day in the world of wrestling on Rey Mysterio. The story is that he is going to retire on Monday. Of course, a lot of people picked up on this, including real news outlets, asking, is this his real retirement? And then WWE goes and says that Seth Rollins will be the one heading up the retirement ceremony. So what do you think? I think Ray's salmon pink colored mask is going to be the highlight of the ceremony. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. But I I mean... Can we stop pretending like I understand there are some things where we want to blur the lines, but sometimes can we just tell a story and not do we need news outlets to think it for five seconds and then have that come out and be like, okay, clearly you're dumb for picking it up because that's that's how it should feel. If you are a legitimate news outlet and you're picking up on a wrestling story that Rey Mysterio is going to retire and then you hear that his heel opponent is going to run the retirement ceremony and you still run with it. I've got nothing for you. Okay. I've got nothing. It's a story and that's fine. Stories are fine. But I got news for you. Not even my six-year-old cousin is fooled by this. I'm just saying. Oh, I thought you said your six-year-old wife. I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. No, no, but she's a little. What... Yeah, I guess I guess six and a half <laughs> when you're that young really does make a difference. Do you remember going around telling people you were four and three quarters? I do. 
And I actually, do. I remember I around the same time, because just living in this world, you know, where people are wondering when's the next vaccine, I thought, you know, that that was probably my last one. You remember getting the cootie shot? Haven't had the cootie since. It must have worked. Take that, anti-vaxxers. But we, we will continue here <laughs> on Mouth of the South Shore. <laughs> WWE is... I, I'm going to agree with a point you made a few weeks ago here. You know, on a TV show, when there's about to be a wedding and you know something's going to mess it up and you know something's going to happen with it, but they keep promoting the hell out of the wedding. Of course. And news, it, it's the same thing with this. You know something's going to happen with the retirement. And just You just keep playing along. Like, there's no other option. And because they're getting some press out of it, right now, news outlets are so starved for some entertainment and sports news. Do you blame WWE for, you know, taking the ball and running with it? Of I don't. Not. I'm not. No, I don't blame WWE. I blame the news outlets for being pretty dumb. <laughs> well, you... you <sighs> We can talk about that forever, but we're not here to criticize actual news. We could be, but right now we're here to criticize the oh, world. Oh, there would be a lot to criticize. Entertainment. <laughs> no, yeah, no, hey. we're gonna we're, we'll criticize rumor sites. We'll do that because okay, we'll we'll get to this. This is part of the story. There's a unsubstantiated rumor. I'll use that because I I haven't Thank seen you. it anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. But the unsubstantiated rumor is that Ray's son, who hasn't been seen in a while, will be involved with the segment and might be converted to Seth Rollins' group, which, by the way, doesn't have a name still. I mean, at what point are they going to get a name? They, they should Do you necessarily now, right? need a name for a stable nowadays? I, I, think, I mean, I know Bill Shakespeare said what's in a name, but I'd like to see one. And since WWE isn't doing the work, I did. I came up with some names. So I think I think we should. I think you and I should do the honors and give them a name. So let's let's brainstorm a little here, okay? Like, what about the disciples of Rollins? The disciples of Apocalypse called, and even they don't want their crappy name back. What can you do better? What do you got? I, I'm not going to say I can do better. I will say that I can offer an alternative. Okay. I came up with Men of the Cloth, which sort of sounds like men on a mission, and combined, these three men in the group do not weigh as much as Mabel did. So, you know, you can combined. take that means what combined. you will. What did I say? You said the three men. I said combined. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, I figured that was pretty implied. And I want to make sure that's not a slight because, believe it or not, um, the late Mabel or Nelson Frazier's wife does follow us. So, I, I, you know, I'm not taking a slight. I actually like the family. Just, just oh, a joke. No, here, okay? it doesn't, I'm not sitting here saying anything bad about Mabel. Like, he was a great worker. He did awesome things when he was with the company. <laughs> Nobody will ever be able to take away from that. I love how today's but, show so far is like, how can we not offend people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, well, we'll you, definitely offend people, but you t- we're trying not to. You guys tuned into the wrong show if you want advice how to not affect somebody in a negative way. Because, A, we're wrestling Yeah, it's going to happen. B, we have a platform. And C, if you've been following us for at least a little bit, you know that we are not good at being PC. We are two of the more... Sarcastic is the correct word, people, that you might or might not find on the internet. So if we Something say like that. things, if we say things, like 98% of the time they're said in jest. And that being said, Men of because... the Cloth is still a terrible name for that group. All right. So how about, how about then, how about the congregation? Sort of a like James Mitchell-esque. I I think the congregation is fine. The con- it's probably the best one that you I don't know the other ones, but it sounds like the best one that you've come up with. 
it's you can use the congregation for a couple of things if you want to turn it into like a a darker demonic group the congregation yeah. will still work which i think is great and right now the congregation is fine right now the congregation is small they can't even form a minion but right now they're they're doing all right nothing uh nothing terrible there well uh, the the only other one I came up with was the Messianic era, and no, 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 no. no. So I was right. right. I was right. The congregation right. is easily the best name you came up with. All right. I I kind of like the Messianic era because you know Seth Rollins is the Messiah and he's ushering in a new era of WWE that's been his thing. So I actually I was excited about that one. I'm uh, kind of sucks you didn't like that one. Eh, what are you gonna do? There's already an era in the w at least in the wwe family and it's arguably the most popular thing going on in the company so at least for right now if you have the messianic era it's already going to be confused with the undisputed era and right now the undisputed the undisputed era is more popular than anything the quote-unquote messianic era or the congregation would be doing right now, right? I think Adam Cole alone is more popular than all three of those guys. And yes, I'm saying Adam Cole is more popular than Seth Rollins. That is Can a that bold be, statement, my friend. I, I very rarely make a statement as bold as that, but I and honestly think that, that, that that's the case. Well, we're going to get to Adam Cole later in the show. But before we do, I, I I would go with the congregation. I do like the name, and I think it would work. But the thing about a congregation is we're we're Jewish. We don't even have enough for a minion right now. I mean, I'm not I made that joke group, already. I know, but I'm saying the group only has three people right now, three active wrestlers. That's not enough. I know WDB loves the idea of three people in a group and calling it a day. But for a group where the leader, and there's a clear leader in this, like, I get it when you have things like the New Day, where there's not a clear leader, they're just a group of guys, that's fine. But there's a clear leader here, and it's Seth Rollins. This is his thing. He needs more people. He needs to grow his stable. He needs to grow his followership. He's claiming that he wants to change the WWE and bring it into a new era. So he needs more followers. So I want to take some time and pitch some ideas back and forth with you. Who should we add? How, how should this group grow organically? So we already mentioned Dominic Mysterio, which it could be a long-term thing if you want to build to a, a big Ray thing or – it could be just like the short term, it happens, but it could be a ruse and Ray was doing it to, you know, get inside Rollins' head because somehow Ray is like the smartest wrestler of all time. I'm saying that in jest and I, I hate the fact that Ray has been shown to be that. Like, I'm still bitter about 2000 and I think 10, where Ray somehow knew and he's the only one that knew that Kane was the one who attacked his brother. Still the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But maybe now Ray somehow knows how to get into Seth Rollins' head. I don't know. But let's, for argument's sake, Dominic Mysterio is somehow part of this. Let's take him out of the, the equation. Who else he should got? never Who else have been you? in the equation. Come well, he on. is. <laughs> he, he's so there, dumb. okay? Eh. So stupid. I'm, all, I'm all for training to be a professional wrestler. I'm not trying to say Dominic won't be good. He'll probably be really good. He has the genetics for it, and Lord knows he has one of the best teachers of all time. But putting him in a group with Rollins would be the stupidest thing ever. Seth Rollins is looking for lost souls. He's looking for people that he could sort of mold in his image, so to speak. And maybe not in the physical image, but somebody down in NXT, at least to me, has been lost for quite some time. He 
does have some main roster experience. He was in a couple of Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals. He is a former NXT Tag Team Champion, and he is a big boy. And I think that's what this group is missing. I think they're missing somebody big, somebody physically imposing, because Austin Theory looks like he could be you. And while Buddy Murphy is shredded and chiseled, He's not really terribly intimidating. So I'm going to look at somebody who's the complete opposite of both of those things. I think Killian Dane, somebody who hasn't been seen on television in a really long time, somebody who already has experience being the enforcer of a group in sanity. And yes, sanity was a thing. I think Killian Dane could be a really good fit to be the big bruiser. He's athletic as hell. He's lost. He's already in Florida. Like, everything is lining up for Killian Dane to be one of Seth Rollins' minions. I like the idea. Just as long as WWE is able to avoid the, their own stupidity and putting him with Nikki Cross. Because they're together in real life, so we have to. If we can avoid that, then... No, they only do that. They, stop that. Stop it. I feel like Alexa Bliss supersedes Killian Dane in the pecking order in WWE. They wouldn't do that. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> then I'm not, I'm not not behind the idea, but I have a different big man in mind for the role, and that is Dominic Dijakovic. Oh, hey, mostly, I have him too. Yeah, well, mostly just because, A, I like him, B... I just like the untapped resource. Like, I think he's a different type of guy. I think he, I, I think you just have Seth Rollins bring him in as a protector. That's it. Like, he doesn't have to be a lost soul. Like, he's kind of lost because he signed with WWE and he hasn't really found his footing. So you go with that, but he's just a big dude and he could beat people up and he's super athletic and that's all fine and good. And it's just a good vehicle. Like, I see him. And I'm not saying this as a slight. I'm actually saying this as a compliment. I see him like Test. When Test debuted with the corporation, right? Get him involved in a major storyline. Ease him into the main roster. Let him be the big guy who can take the fall sometimes, but shows that he's a big, powerful guy. And then let him evolve from there. So I'm going Dijakovic for that role. I also have Dominic Dajakovic on my list, so I don't really need to give reasons behind that. He's athletic. I know he's one of your favorites that WWE has right now, so I think he can be pretty good. I'm going to go with somebody who has actually been in the ring with Dominic Dajakovic very recently. He's right now embedded in a feud with uh, Finn Balor, so he wouldn't necessarily be with Seth Rollins and Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy. Oh, wait, I lied. Murphy, that's it, anytime soon. But when you think of religious figures and when you think of imposing people, I think the former Punishment Martinez, Damian Priest, is tailor-made for a role like this. He still needs a ton of seasoning. His feud with Keith Lee was pretty lackluster. Honestly, his feud with... Finn Balor, incredibly lackluster. People, I'm not shy when I say that I think Finn Balor is one of the more overrated people in the company. And I don't even like Damian Priest that much, but if you look at him, he's so physically imposing. His name is Priest. He's pretty good in the ring. He just needs to work on his selling and his promo work. But being with Rollins, being the enforcer in a group like that, he could be lost on his way up, bring him in as a security guard, like you said, with Dijakovic, or even like what Reverend Devon did with one Deacon Batista way back in what? That was 02, 18 years ago? Crazy. Yeah. I think Damian Priest would be an incredible addition to insert group name here. He would be, I think he would fit like a glove, not OJ's glove, but like a real glove. We just need to lower the bass on our microphones and allow the priest to enter our lives. That's it. Because, boy, that boy's got a bassy voice. No, I'm I'm, I'm okay with it, but I have a And the voice helps. It does. It does. 
but I have a different vision for the group. Seth Rollins has prided himself on being someone who saves the lost souls, right? Austin Theory gets kicked out of his group. Murphy has no place to go, doesn't know what his role is. He claims that he's the next big thing, but doesn't know how to achieve it. There's Rollins to pick him up. But these were already portrayed as bad guys, right? I want Seth Rollins to truly become evil, to find guys that we like and turn them to his side. So the first of those, I think if you think about it, it's a more obvious one. Now, all of yours have come from NXT. I'm going back to the main roster, and I'm going with Shorty G. And not just because he's working a gimmick called Shorty G, but kind of. I mean, we both know that he's a collegiate athlete, legitimate, super talented, used to be a great tag team wrestler, has done nothing ever since. He kind of fits in well with the persona of the group now. And a gimmick change from Shorty G back into Chad Gable, serious wrestler, being managed by Seth Rollins, I think could be really, really good. And I, could, I would love a tag team of Austin Theory and Chad Gable. I think having those guys potentially as your tag team in training, that could be a really fun idea. So Chad Gable is my next entrant into the group. And I have a piece de resistance, but I'm going to throw it back to you. Do you have anybody else that you want to add into your group? I got one guy. I know you're a fan. You got of a his. guy. I got a guy. You're you're a fan of his, but for his camera work outside of WWE, you're you're a fan of what he's done on screen elsewhere. We haven't seen him on TV in a very long time, and deservedly so. I don't like him. It wouldn't really go with uh, what he's done on WWE television in the past. But this man has a five-star match, according to Big Match Dave. This man has not lost in WWE. This man is Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. I I said you you love his on-screen work outside of the company. That should have been a dead giveaway. Should have been a dead giveaway. Oh, boy. A big, strong, scary dude who could, I don't know, I just feel like it would be a good fit. I I, I, I just have a hunch. Because I know you like him, and Vince obviously liked him before whatever happened happened. It would be a good way to ease him back onto television. It would get the audience re-familiarized with him. And he would just to get he would just get to beat people up, which is what he was doing. But he was terrible on the microphone, so Rollins could take care of that for him. He could be a big bruiser. He could team. I honestly think a team of Sullivan and Murphy would be kind of cool. Just the combination of both of them would be really interesting to me. I don't get Austin Theory at all. So if you could explain Austin Theory to me sometime, that would be fantastic. But I think Lars Sullivan would fit pretty well with Rollins and Murphy. Again, I, I, I could see it, especially if people are more aware of the off-screen stuff. I'm not sure how aware people are, or if it's been so long since that happened that people would even remember. But even if they half allude to it, it could work. But my idea is you need a piece de resistance. Somebody that if he turns this guy, you're going to go, wow, that is a big deal. And what an evil SOB that Seth Rollins is. Now, this does take some work, and it is a little bit of a reclamation to make it work. But that guy is ricochet. And I'll tell you why. If this was six months ago, when ricochet was vying for the WWE title, you would have hated the idea of Ricochet joining up with an evil faction. But for whatever reason, WWE has decided, oh, Ricochet's not important. I'm going to pretend he still is. And we'll get him back on TV. He'll start winning matches. But then he'll lose a major match, maybe for the U.S. title against Apollo Crews or something. Something simple like that, right? 
And what we'll do is after that, he'll start questioning things. And then Seth Rollins will get in his head. And he'll turn. And we need Ricochet to be that second in command. You always need that second in command for a group like this. Someone who, at any given point in the future, maybe there will be a feud between the leaders. And I like the idea of Ricochet in that role because we haven't tapped into his personality yet. We know he's talented. We know he can do the flippity-doos. But we need to see more and learn more about who he is. Maybe being in this group, we'll understand a little more of who Trevor Mann or Ricochet really is. We'll get into the psychological workings. And we'll really work the angle of getting deep into his psyche with Seth Rollins being his Mashiach. And eventually lead to like a main event feud between the two. I would love it. That that would be the only way I'd be okay with it if it led to a main event feud between Ricochet and, and Rollins. Because right now, there is no foil to that group. Murphy's incredibly talented, but he's not going to be the guy to take out Rollins. I think you are more talented in the ring than Austin Theory is. So Austin wow. Theory is not the guy to take down Rollins. Wow. You really do not like Austin Theory, do you? Yo, Austin Theory looks like if I went into WWE 2K, did a create a wrestler, and just hit the OK Go button. <laughs> hey, listen. He's he looks like Lance so. Storm if Lance Storm didn't have charisma. Like, that is what Austin Theory is to me. <laughs> Give the kid time, man. Like, he's, he's at the age... He's 22. What were you? I doing understand at that, but don't old? put him on TV in a prevalent role. Just because there, there are so many other people who would be better in the role than Austin Theory. And I'm not sitting here saying that he hasn't earned a shot because he was in Evolve for a while and he had what three NXT matches. Dude was on WrestleMania in an awkward tag match. He he's already on his second stable in what two months. Like, and, and I'm not sitting here saying that he won't eventually get there because he will, if given time and seasoned appropriately, and maybe being in this group is a way to get him there. But right now, you're telling me right now. somebody, you're, you're telling me that somebody who, you, you know what, you want to know who would have been really good for a Seth Rollins led group? Sure, one more. Who, who's, who's deceptively big, like he's a big, strong guy. We already know he has charisma. We already know he could talk. And, and he was just doing nothing for a long time before he got released. I think Noe Jose would have been perfect oh. for Rollins' group. Noe Jose would have been great. Frustrated, he's not doing anything. He has to pretend to be happy all the time. Walk around, dance with the conga line, but it's eating at him on the inside. And inside and inside and every week, Rollins is getting at him a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then Noe Jose and Austin Theory have a match. Austin Theory wins that match. The conga line is trying to cheer Noe Jose up. He snaps, beats the crap out of the conga line, aligns with Rollins and Murphy and Austin Theory. And he's a big guy. He's a talented guy. That's somebody who I think would have been an incredible fit a lot more than Austin Theory. A lot more than any of the other guys that I just mentioned. Yeah, but I, I they got rid it. of him. They got well, rid of him. They, but no way Jose would have been an incredible fit. They got rid of a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for some of them, some of these guys and gals seem pretty excited. And after we get to this, I'm going to talk about the first one of those releases that is signed with another company. So... Stay tuned for that, but before we get there, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. And by you and me, I, I mean you didn't your finish that sentence. Your significant you other, your significant <sighs> other, my wife, your wife. Sometimes we need a little extra help. Sometimes you need a little booster for your rooster. And for those times, there's bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. And, of course, BlueChew.com is the first chewable with the FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And 
It also comes in a discreet package to your front door. So in this pandemic world that we live in, you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to leave your house to go to the doctor to get a prescription. You get your prescription online. They send it right to your door, and you, my friend, are ready to go. And we'll do you even one better. If you start today, just use our code WPP and get your first shipment free. Just pay the $5 shipping. So, fellas, what are you waiting for? BlueChew.com can be at your doorstep in days. Get started today. All right, I feel better. So I did allude to something before that. A lot of people were released from WWE, many of them in-ring talents. The first of those has signed with another organization, and that someone is Deanna Perrazzo. She has signed with Impact Wrestling. Her first vignette aired this week. She is keeping her name, because it's her birth name. She is keeping her gimmick, the Virtuosa, and she will debut in Impact Wrestling's women's division, which in my opinion is a very strong women's division. They've been strong for years. They've just added a few new talents, including Kylie Ray, formerly of AEW. They have, in my opinion, perhaps, other than maybe WWE, who hoards talent, maybe the strongest women's division anywhere. But it begs the question, if WWE can get all these women, and Impact can get all these talented women, what is going on with AEW, and why do they only have like five women and a weak women's division? What's the problem there? Do you know how long it took TNA to build up their women's division? Do you know how long it took WWE to build up their women's division? You, AEW has not been on television for 12 months. Let's give them... I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And the last women's match at uh, Double or Nothing between uh, Nyla Rose and the champion, whose name escapes me right now, Sheeta. Sheeta, thank you. That match was pretty good. So let's not go ahead and defecate all over a women's division in a company that hasn't been around for very long. The people behind this company have a lot more experience booking men matches than they do women matches. And that's the way it is right now. That's, of course, going to change as time goes on. Personally, I think along with that change, eventually we'll have to come a new championship belt because I could fit that belt around my ankle. It is a tiny, tiny, tiny belt. It feels very secondary to the AEW World Championship and AEW's version of the 24-7 championship. That thing looks terrible. Yes, it does. But let's move but on from that for a hot second. To, I to think be fair, the, their first yeah. champion was 95 pounds. And I'm not even saying that to exaggerate. Like, she literally was 95 pounds. Riho. Oh, I, so I understand that. probably made for her. Well, that's short-sighted for AEW. You don't make, you, uh, you don't make the first championship ever around somebody. You let the championship gain prestige, and then you say, screw it, and throw a spinner in the middle. That's what you do when you want to make custom championships. All right. Well, either way, I get that they're new. I just I feel like with their financials, their ability to go out and sign people, it just seems like they're not interested. Like they're not in because they haven't. They've been bringing in male after male superstar, right? We just recently saw Matt Hardy, uh, Brody Lee, Lance Archer. They've been adding male superstars. When's the last female superstar they've added to their roster? Have they Name a female free agent who's been as big as Brody Lee or Matt Hardy or the FTR who just debuted. Hey. There have been no women free agents as big as any of those guys. Sarah Logan and is out there, and I think that they could use some name. game meat. She's absolutely a name. How dare you? Dude, I could walk past, and this is no slight against Sarah Logan or whichever Viking Raider is married to her. I can walk past Sarah Logan on the street. You could walk past Sarah Logan on the street and not know it. You can't walk past Matt Hardy or Dex Harwood or Cash, whatever his name is, or Brody Lee, 
these are big, big names. Yana Perrazzo is not a big name. She's a nice complimentary piece. But guy Brody Lee just had a world championship match. And it was well, it was a banger. Matt Hardy I wonder, was just in a main event of a pay-per-view. The, the FTR and Vance Archer, all these guys are big names who can contribute right away. Deanna Perrazzo can contribute right away. She's not a big name. There are no big name female free agents right now. You want the big you, name? You I'll tell you. I'll, yeah. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. Give me a big and it's from, female it's from, name. It's from a few months ago. She was a free agent. She re-signed with her company and was rewarded by said company. But you mean to tell me that given the financials of these two companies, that AEW couldn't have signed Tessa Blanchard? They didn't want I that negative you. press? Come on. What negative press? She was the I, I, male champion. She still is the male champion of a company. That would have been a huge deal. And I, I know there's some crap going on with her, but... I wouldn't want that, that press case, if I'm a brand new company. And, and, we, and we all know how, uh, of like almost a year ago, Cody Rhodes gave uh, his opinion on the matter. So if you think Cody Rhodes is going to sign Tessa Blanchard, business, like for him, it's more than just putting business into it and leaving everything else out. So there is a very good reason Tessa Blanchard is not a member of the AEW roster. Okay. And I think I'll it's give you more a couple AEW's more. reason than it is Tessa Blanchard's. I'll give you a couple more. You, you, they've been signing women to NXT. And I'm not saying NXT is not a great place to be, but they are in direct competition with AEW. Now, last week on the show, I made a bold proclamation about Shotzi Blackheart. That's someone they probably should have gone after because she's not a big name yet. But that's a name that's been on the indie circle that if you offered her a ton of money, maybe. I mean, I know Evolve is where she was and they have a deal with WWE. But maybe you lure her away with the dollar signs? I don't know. I'm saying you have to think outside the box. You're right. You're probably not going to get that huge name that's out there, save for if you found someone that already retired from WWE that wants to come back, like an AJ Lee or something. But I, either way, if you find a Scarlet Bordeaux, that would have been a good name to sign. A Shotzi Blackheart. People who were up and coming that you could – at least add to your roster and make it seem relevant. But that's besides the point. I'll get, I will follow your lead and give them the benefit of the doubt, but we'll revisit this. If a year from now they still have like five women on the roster and it's the same repetitive stuff, I'm not going to be happy. I'll love me some I'll my sword for that. I'll absolutely right. admit I was wrong. If AEW doesn't get their stuff together with that in 12 months, and to be fair – it took WWE, even with the women's revolution that Stephanie McMahon started, it took them a good two years to really get that up and running. The TNA knockouts division was not as good as it is now, and that took years of seasoning. So I feel like to give them a year is a little, is a little short-sighted. I'm, I'm happy to do it, you know, for the sake of the show and, you know, blah, 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 this and that. But a, a year could be just not fair right when the WWE started the women's revolution and they just decided to debut Sasha and Charlotte and Becky. It was awkward and terrible for a really long time. Even after the WrestleMania 32 match, which is still the best women's match to ever happen at WrestleMania. It was still sort of awkward and it took a long time for those women to flesh out their characters and to get more female characters involved. Yeah, but all I'm talking I, I, about is signing people. That's it. I'm just talking about signing people, having the ability well, to sign them. And I just haven't no, seen it from you, you said You said women's division. Build your but division. They me, have like six people. That's it. To I want to move on. Division. I don't want to harp on it. All right, the all right, person, all right. The only person I like in that division is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And... To piggyback on that, Adam Cole is her boyfriend. She has been seen at NXT events to support him. Oops. He's been seen recently at an AEW event. 
at like a dinner or something. But his contract's up at the end of the summer. Now, is this the guy that AEW throws a ton of money at? If WWE doesn't counter with, hey, we're going to financially compensate you. We're going to bring you to the main roster. We're going to do all these things. He's been champion for over a year. But he's at his peak. Unless they have big plans for him, could he be a guy that jumps from NXT to AEW? And he'd be the first one to do it. But could he be? He wouldn't be the first one. Well, he'd be a pretty darn big deal if he did it. I don't disagree with you, but don't say he's the first one. When literally this past Wednesday we had a debut for shame, your fake news. I think Adam Cole to AEW would be fantastic. I think Adam Cole v. The Bucks, Adam Cole v. Omega, Adam Cole v. Moxley would be really good. But I think WWE knows what they have in Adam Cole. And I think he'll be one of the first NXT guys whose contract expires that they give main roster money and upside to to keep him. So I could see him getting you know a five-year deal worth at least a million dollars a year easily and maybe AEW will try to match it maybe they'll try to give him more money but I think WWE knows how truly special Adam Cole can be how important he is to NXT as a whole because he's the first person I think of when it comes to NXT it isn't Johnny Gargano it isn't Tommaso Ciampa it, it isn't any of those guys it's Adam Cole because he's the leader of the Undisputed Era and they're the hottest thing in the company right now, like I said before. I think Adam Cole would be smart to go where the money is. I just think WWE offers him more money and a better opportunity than AEW does. But you're, everything you're saying is that he'll stay in NXT. Is that correct? I, yeah, I honestly think that he would be good as the champ in NXT for, and be the, be the rock of NXT. Okay, so and, and I understand that because I do understand that more and more people are going to stay there and not necessarily have to be quote-unquote promoted. With that said, another rumor that we need to address is that you may have seen the last of Matt Riddle in NXT after his wait, wait, loss wait, wait, to Timothy Thatcher. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, mm-hmm. hold on. You didn't give your opinion right. on what you think out of not This isn't a one-man thing. What you you, you yeah. can just be like okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna contribute anything. No, this is yeah, not gonna play right. that game. What do you think is gonna right. happen? What do you want to happen? I know WWE is gonna throw money at him. He's gonna stay. He's gonna probably stay in NXT, be miserable, and about a, you know, a year or two. He'll, if he doesn't get promoted, if he stays in NXT, loses the championship, and I, I think at some point it it's run its course. I think. He, Unless there's ideas for the next three years for things he can do, yeah, I, I think he's going to be bored. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but maybe for him it is. Why do you think the Revival left? The Revival were getting more money in WWE, but they were bored. So I can they see the same thing happening They were bored because WWE didn't prioritize the tag division. Adam Cole is in a tag wrestler, and to the Revival, the tag wrestling was more important. Adam Cole being a singles guy, and being, he, he is a top guy. He is the top guy of a cable television show that brings in hundreds of thousands of viewers every week. Okay, what, and if what, you're a guy who works he, for WWE... Is he going to hop up to Raw and be a mid-card guy? Is he going to hop up to SmackDown and be a mid-card guy? Is he going to go over to AEW and be a top-tier guy but not the guy? If I, I was Adam know. Cole... I, I honestly, if, if WWE is as behind NXT as it seems that they are, and they really want to promote it as a legitimate third brand, it, it, it starts and stops with Adam Cole as the top guy. It, it's that simple. And it's that simple to say that if you work for WWE and you're happy just working for NXT and watching the rest of the talent go and perform in front of 100,000 people at WrestleMania, you don't belong in WWE go somewhere else i'm sorry but i can't imagine he'd be happy with that at some point that itch is going to be there you're going to be asking put me on wrestlemania promote me to the main roster i'm tired of this so that's where i think the line has to be drawn if he doesn't get that i think that'll be in contract negotiations 
I want to be on WrestleMania. I've been your workhorse in NXT. Put me out on WrestleMania. I want to perform. In front who's of to say crowd. that they don't? Who's to say that they don't defend the NXT title at WrestleMania? They did it at Survivor Series, and that was huge. It was trash, but let's move on. How dare you? It, it was. NXT is its own thing. It shouldn't be involved in the main stuff. Some of these people should be shifted around from time to time. That's what I'm saying. And one of them, it looks like, will be Matt Riddle. The word is that he's going to SmackDown. That he is done. He put over Timothy Thatcher on his way out as a legitimate badass. And now he's going up to SmackDown. Do you like the move? Are you excited about this? Talk to me about Matt Riddle leaving NXT and joining the main roster. What's he going to do on the main roster? I'm not entirely sure. Like on, on SmackDown, what's he going to be? Is he going to feud with Drew Gulak? Is he going to feud with Daniel Bryan? Because you can't debut Matt Riddle as like a lower-level guy and have him work his way up the roster. So I, I don't know what WWE does with him. I don't think he was, you know, slated to win the NXT championship. It wouldn't have fit his character. So I think him leaving NXT is the right thing to do. I just don't know what he does on the main roster. It's an awkward situation to me, especially because with Matt Riddle, the crowd connection in NXT was so pure and so important to the character. I feel like in WWE, you lose a lot of that crowd connection unless you're one of the absolute top guys, which I don't think Matt Riddle is going to do. I don't think he's going to be one of those top guys. So I I'm wanna... actually a little concerned. I'm a little concerned for Matt Riddle on SmackDown. I, I think that's reasonable, but I want to see him come up and be on the dirt sheet. I just I love the idea of The Miz hating a guy who's so laid back. I, I don't know what it is. I just I see it. I see Miz not understanding how a guy doesn't take things seriously. And I think, that, I think that would be a pretty cool first feud. I don't know how that would play into John Morrison being there, but I think Riddle versus Miz could be a lot of fun. After that, I don't know. I mean, at some point, they're going to have to, they're going to have to have him fight Goldberg. He did all that stuff. They're going to have to do it. And if it works, then he's a big star. If it fails, then that might be it. If he can't make it work with a guy of the caliber of Goldberg, that may be it for him. But he spent years calling him out. So I feel like you kind of have to just shoot your shot at that point. But we'll see what happens with Matt Riddle. I want to shift over to the ladies of SmackDown. The pandemic strikes again. We have been postponed again. Maybe at WrestleMania, we'll get Bailey versus Sasha because we're not going to do it at SummerSlam, apparently. The word is that this match has been postponed again, and the reason might surprise you. Have you read what the reason that they want to postpone this match is? No. So the rumor is that WWE has postponed Sasha versus Bailey because the match was scheduled to be in Boston and they wanted Sasha to get the big baby face reaction in front of her home crowd. So WWE thinks that Sasha should be the baby face in this feud. What are you going to do? You can't, you can't do anything go- about it. I'm going to laugh at them because they're that stupid. I, I cannot even fathom the stupidity of that. We've, we've mentioned this on the show before, so I don't want to spend all day on it. But you have the most tailor-made heel of any character on the entire roster. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to keep her baby face for like seven years. She hasn't been over as a baby face in like seven years. They finally turn her heel, and then they make her a lackey for her best friend. And then they're going to say, no, no, we're going to turn her back babyface, and it's totally going to work, guys. It didn't work with Becky Lynch. It didn't work with Bailey the first time to turn her heel. Sometimes you have to know who should be the heel and 
who should be the baby face. And it seems like they want to continue to make the same mistakes, and I just don't get it. I don't get it. Sue me. I don't get it. Is this where you want me to say something? No, there's nothing to say. We should just move exactly. on. Exactly. That's exactly. Right. You can't do anything. Right. Like they're they're going to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. You're you're going to drive yourself insane. Exactly. Now I wanna. What I want to do is I want to shift gears completely. I want to end the show on something that made the rounds this week. Okay. We're going to talk about a topic, but I want to start it off with somebody that we in our community should be ashamed of. We meaning podcasters, okay? There are people out there that have a following, okay? This guy has a following. I don't know why because I didn't know anything about him. His name is JD from NY206, and he's got a podcast, and he does his whole thing, and he caught backlash because Alexa Bliss commented back on what he said about her this week, which was, and I'll, I'll give it to you word for word. She does nothing. She does nothing. I guarantee you she's one of these women that lays there and just takes it. Nothing. She does nothing. Can you imagine being in bed with Alexa Bliss, man, and she performs the same way she does in the ring? Awful. All look and no substance whatsoever. This is a guy with 116,000 followers on YouTube. And the best idea he can come up with for his show is to speculate how Alexa Bliss is in bed. Now, I know we've had some bad ideas on this show, but could you imagine if we did a segment like that? I mean, to be fair, Alexa Bliss is an incredibly attractive woman. But that's the only thing I'll say about her appearance because that's not our business. And especially with everything being so pro-female right now, did this guy really think that he was not going to get any backlash for this? Like, you say things to be edgy and different and women can't be faces of companies, but you're not calling somebody out for, for, for being emotionless in the bedroom. And even if she is, do you know how much money that guy would pay or who he would kill to be in that situation? Dude, that guy, that guy hasn't been in a bedroom with anybody remotely like that. The only way that that guy's getting in a bedroom with Alexa Bliss is with her on the television set. And, and I'm, it's not even cl- – like, you deserve everything you're going to get, pal, okay? You're, you're a disgrace to podcasters. You're a disgrace to New Yorkers. I'm sorry, but you're talking about the way that you think they perform in bed? Who cares? Like, dude. And not only that, you're basing that on the perception that you think that she's not a good wrestler and all look no substance – like, you're comparing her, I think, to the women of the early 2000s, like when we were hiring women off the street as models. Alexa Bliss is not one of those women. She's proven time and time again that she's been a viable champion for the company, that she can do all the things that a woman's wrestler needs to do to be a top talent. And not only that, you are a YouTuber. You spent hundreds of dollars on radio equipment, and that girl will school your ass on a mic. Bro, like, there is nothing that Alexa Bliss doesn't have on you. Nothing. And you're going to stand there and talk about, like, oh, you know what she'd be like in bed? You have no idea. And you'll never have any idea. And I guarantee you that the only women that you'll ever have an idea of how they are in bed... They ain't like Alexa Bliss. Trust me, man. Trust me on this. To be fair, so, to be fair, neither you nor I will also know what it's like to be in a bedroom with a woman like Alexa Bliss. Uh, well, I'm married, so I will know what it's like to be in a bedroom with my wife, and that's about it. Same. So I didn't it, say anything that was untrue. 
and I and I, I, and I don't need that was true. No, and I don't need to talk about uh, the women that way. Like you'll never hear those kind of things on our show because I don't need to do it. Like you know, because then someone will go out there and talk about me that way, and it's just it's not true. I mean. Like I said, why I'm would anybody talk about you? Why would anybody talk about know. you in a capacity about your bedroom skills? If somebody does that, they need Jesus. Like, there's no reason to bring you know. up in any sort of romantic capacity whatsoever. But to do that, the only time that the only time that bedroom skills should be discussed is like when Amy Schumer discussed them for Dolph Ziggler and talked about his athleticism in that way. Because that's kind of a compliment. I get that, and that's a unique quality that maybe Dolph Ziggler has. So I don't really have that much of an issue with that, but I want to transition this because what he was doing was taken as bullying and bullying WWE has got a program for it. Be a star. There's a lot that wrestling has done for this because wrestling has bullies, right? There's even a character bully Ray at one point. So much of what they do is based on that one idea Bully character, hero character. But that's a show, and the good guys win. Always. That's how wrestling works. In real life, it doesn't always work that way. This past week, we lost a promising young wrestling talent named Hannah Kimura. She was 22 years old. She drank poison because she was harassed and bullied online to the point where she felt she no longer deserved to live. And then you look at guys like this who think it's okay to do the same thing to Alexa Bliss. And I'm sure he does it to other women's wrestlers. And going back a couple of weeks, Tom Segura trying to make fun of people, thinking he's funny. And, like, I know that we make fun of stuff, but I would never take it to the level where I make it personal about people. Like, it's one thing if I say, I don't know, Nia Jax is not a safe worker. And I think she should work on becoming a safer worker. That's one thing, because I think that's a legitimate criticism. It would be another thing if week after week I talked about her weight or something. That would be bullying, and that would be wrong. And I know we play a lot for comedy, but I wanted to get this out here because a 22-year-old woman is dead at her own hands because of stupidity and online stupidity. And that sucks. There's no other way to say it. That sucks. And I'm not claiming that we're perfect in this regard. I'm sure we've said and done things that some people could take the wrong way. But when you do it on purpose, when you are relentless and you do not stop, that's where you really have to question your life, I think. Do better. Do better because if the end result is going to be 22-year-olds being buried six feet under, that's not the end result we want. I'm sorry. I, I have nothing here. I, I know you've heard about this story, but, I mean, what else can we do here? The only thing we can do is be advocates for mental health and not stress enough. You can't stress enough how it's important and to know that regardless of what people think of you, there's always going to be somebody who admires you, who respects you, who loves you. Whether or not you think it at the time is irrelevant because you're a human being. And no matter the state of the world or the state of the internet, there is always going to be somebody out there who cherishes your existence and loves having you in their life. So in order to, I guess, think, because when, when you do something like this, it takes a lot of thought and it takes, it doesn't take planning, but it takes a lot to do it. Just a lot of mental, a lot of mental games go into a decision like that. And it's a decision, which is, horrible so before anybody decides to go ahead and do something like that think of somebody who loves you who cares about you call the national suicide hotline try to find help and i know it's a lot 
to ask for somebody to do that, especially moments before they will try and ultimately be successful or not in taking their own life because you're not thinking about other people. You're thinking about how the other people have hurt you. You're not thinking about the other people who would this be affected by. So reach out and try to get help before you do something like that. I guess is the important part of that. Just know that I love you. You know what? I love you. I don't know you, but I love you and I care about you. So please do it. Don't do it for me. Absolutely. And with that all said, can you stop bullying me? <laughs> you can find me on Keeping Connected and Billy and the Crab everywhere you find this podcast. And those places I will give to you now because we have come to the end of our long and winding road. And in the words of the dead, what a long, strange trip it's been. Hopefully you're listening to us on one of our many locations, but you can find us on Spreaker. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else that you satiate your podcasting needs. You can also keep up with us on social media, Mouth of the South Shore Radio Show on Facebook, at MOTSS Radio on Twitter. And, of course, Crab has his other programming, Billy and the Crab, as he mentioned earlier in the program. I have Cordova's Travels Through History. So we hope that you've enjoyed our programming this week. Next week, we'll lead off with where we left off here, and we'll talk about the chaos that was the stadium match in AEW because that was a sight to behold. So we'll start with that next week. We'll get into whatever the stories that come up are, and we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll, we'll see you then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.